Welcome to the Fear to Fortitude podcast. I'm your host, Coach Latavia Renee, the Fortitude Coach. And with me today, I have a very special guest, Deborah Cherry. And I will allow her to do a quick introduction of herself before we get started. Deborah? Well, thank you so much. My name is Deborah Cherry. I'm a mindset coach. I help women who are feeling broke and lost after divorce to reignite passion and joy into their life. I'm also a Reiki master teacher and an author. Awesome. I got to ask you, I'm not familiar much with Reiki. So before we get to my little (laughs) questions here, I'd like to know more about that. Sure. Uh, Reiki is a form of Japanese energy healing. It can be done hands-on or um, distantly. I've been doing a lot of distant uh, Reiki with COVID, um, but I'm just channeling energy to promote healing and wellness. It's it's very relaxing. It's healing. Um, I, I have people who are so relaxed after they, they have a bubble bath and go to bed and, and most people fall asleep. But uh, it's, a, it's a great thing to try if, if you're looking to open your chakras or reduce pain. Definitely something to, to look into. You're into. You're into energy, so I know you would love it. I am. And I'm sitting up here and I'm listening to you and I'm like salivating at the mouth figuratively because I have like this tension like right Oh. Here. And I don't know if it's... Um, you know, just overwhelm and stress, which I do deal with a lot. Um, Or if it's just, I've been lifting weights, which I do quite often, but I have gotten more in the habit. So I don't know if I maybe injured something or what, but I have like this tension right along my shoulders that has been here for like maybe a week that I have not been able to get rid of. (laughs) Like I can relax it for just a few minutes, but I can't sustain it. So yeah, I might have to, I might have to hit you up. Yeah, let me know. All right. So being that this is the Fear to Fortitude podcast, I'd like to get what your definition is of fear, uh, excuse me, of fortitude or courage. Fortitude or courage. I think it's it's facing something that um, you're fearful of, but doing it anyway, looking beyond and maybe not knowing the how or the outcome, but but you do it anyway in spite of fear, in spite of uncertainty. Right. I like that definition. I love how you pointed out, you know, you may not even know what to do, what the next step is, but you don't let that stop you. So a very important piece of the puzzle, if you will. What's the spark that started you on your journey to being a mindset coach? Oh, my gosh. I was uh, on my way to rock bottom. I was divorced. I had gone through a, a pretty bad breakup. Um, my job uh, with my family company was coming to an end as we we sold, and I really, I was hitting rock bottom, going in a downward spiral, and I knew if I didn't do something different, that it, it wasn't going to be a good outcome, and I, and I just felt like there had to be more to life than what I was experiencing. Right. I had a lot going on. I wasn't, it was like, it it kind of, I've been divorced for many years now. Um, So I've been divorced about nine years, but I had been in a relationship and that, that kind of dissolved. And then at the same time, I was trying to help uh, my family sell their business. So there just seemed to be a lot of um, things at one after another. And uh, I I just felt myself sinking and rock bottom would have been after my divorce. And I could feel myself kind of going back into that hole again and I didn't want to be there, and I didn't want to experience that again. So that's when uh, I went to Bali on a self-love retreat, and then I came back and hired my own spiritual coaches. I hired a mindset coach, and I really did a lot of investment into myself. 
and it's radically changed my life. Amazing. Yeah, I'm like so fascinated at that, like to just go, okay, headed to Bali, going to this, you know, figure out how to love myself, how to heal myself. So um, I'd like to hear more about like what that experience was like when you were actually there and going through step by step. How did that feel during that part of your journey? I, I don't know if there's ever been a point in my life where I really loved myself. And I, and I can acknowledge that now, but I didn't acknowledge it then. I think I was always kind of searching externally for a person to make me feel better, a circumstance to make me feel better, not really realizing that any type of happiness comes from within. So going to Bali was an incredible journey. Um, it was all vegan food. It was, um, there was mind, body, soul. Uh, every day we worked through a different chakra. There was different um, trips that we went on. I was uh, baptized by a Balinese priest. I drank from the holy water. We experienced waterfalls. And really I experienced my own death of myself, who I was before. Mm. And I married myself. I, we, there was like a wedding ceremony and I wrote my own wedding vows to myself. And it was such a profound and emotional experience because I came back from that and I, and it really hit me. Like we, we often say, I love you to somebody else. And, and I love you to this. And when you marry someone, you're, you're offering your love to them. But how often do we ever really look at ourselves and say, I love you. And, and I forgive you for maybe not knowing because we only know what we know at the time, but Mm -hmm. just forgiving those experiences that, that harbor within us, like guilt or fear or frustration or, regret, um, all those things and, and really allowing to let it go and create the life that I wanted. That's amazing. And I love you brought up specifically, like we do these things with other people. I love you. I forgive you and all of these things, but we're such, we can be so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We never give ourselves that grace. And I'm always so fascinated that when I have a guest on that, we always land on something that is really close to my heart at the moment. And when you said that, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, like I did that this morning, like just I felt like I needed to hear it. And so I looked at my reflection this morning. I said, hey, Latavia, I love you. Like, you know, just that's amazing. I and not a lot of people can. And even people that I, I, I know, I we talk about self-love and they're like, mm-hmm. I can't look in the mirror and say I love myself. It's so uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. that's so important. It's it's like the most important thing you can do for yourself in, in order to create freedom in your life from anything. Right. And it is incredibly powerful. I do a lot of mirror work. I call it mirror work with my clients because of the thing you just brought up. We can be so uncomfortable with that reflection and with really expressing ourselves to ourselves while seeing ourselves Um, in, you know, figuratively and literally. And so I, I do that. But this morning was the first time I'd done that in a long time. I can't remember the last time I've looked at my reflection and just, hey, girl, I love you. You know, <laughs> you, you yeah, you should do it all the time. Every reflection <laughs> exactly. should be. But there was definitely a time I remember before I went to Bali, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, who is the shell of a person who mm-hmm. like my eyes just had no joy or spark in them. And I'm like, where did that person go that, right. that used to be so happy? Right. Well, hey, I'm so glad you found her, got her back, loved her, and married her. <laughs> I did so. It, it, I even bought myself a ring. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. 
You still wear it. I'm just curious. I don't have it on. I still obviously have it, but yeah, I don't wear it um, okay. all the time. But it is a beautiful, um, it's got a white stone and it. it's really pretty. I got it in Bali as well. So that's amazing. I like that. I mean, you know, I'm going to ask you to send me a picture of that. I'm yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you leveraged your fears in creating the life that you desire? Gosh, I think quitting my quitting my corporate job when I came back from Bali um, was a wow moment. Like, what am I doing? And I, I really had no path, but I I just knew physically going into work was making me ill. I, I couldn't eat. I wasn't sleeping. And the moment I did that, I just felt like this moment of relief. But then it's like, then what am I going to do? And that's when I, I think that's when mentorship and coaching really comes in because I, I needed somebody to say, okay, what do you want? How does that feel? Where, where, how are you going to step into this person? And that's when I took my coaching certification. That's when I decided I wanted to write a book. And I had no idea how to write a book. And it's almost like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And all of a sudden, somebody reached out and said, hey, do you want to collaborate on this book? And they walked me through the steps on how to publish a, a book. It was a collaboration with other authors. But I, it's like the how isn't up to you. It's just making that decision that you want something different and, and overcoming those uncomfortable moments. And there was so many fearful <laughs> moments. It was like, who am I to write a book and, and questioning myself and, and really going back to who is she? Who does, who, who am I not serving by not writing this book? Right. Oh, excellent question to ask yourself. Excellent question. And that's one I live by. Like when I feel in the moments where I want to shrink back, that's mm-hmm. the question. <laughs> what happens to that person who needs you when you shrink back? Like, that's you know, right. that's, that's too much for me to carry on my mm-hmm. own hands. Like, you know what? I'd rather get in there and do the work and be there for that person. That's um, right. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Um, I love how you bring out like the realness of even when you're doing it, even when the teacher shows up and you're in the moment, you still ask yourself sometimes like, who am I to do those things? And a lot of times it's in those moments when a coach or a mentor can help you and guide you into being able to answer that question, answer it boldly, and then walk out those steps. What do your clients fear the most? I would say most of my clients that um, work with me are, are kind of where I was, like stuck thinking, you know, is, is this all life has to offer? They could be parents, they could be mothers, they could be wives, but kind of in that day-to-day grind and, and going through the monotony of life and not really understanding that they have the ability to create whatever they want. So I think the fear is, is in the not knowing, the not knowing how to get there, Mm -hmm. not knowing how to set the right goals. And I think also a fear is, staying the same, like just staying the same, being complacent in your life and and not operating from a place of joy and passion and happiness. Right. And that's a good point. Um, I'm in the past have been very guilty of that, like get comfortable. And then you just sit there like, and that's, we have similar stories on how we left (laughs) our, our corporate careers, uh, very similar. And I knew on day one that I shouldn't be there. Um, but um, I was like, you know what, maybe I'm being rash. I'm, you know, making the decision too soon. And so I fought through that first week and then I got comfortable. 
And I kind of knew in the back of my mind, shouldn't be here, but I kept going because I got comfortable. The money was comfortable and um, it cost me way more than I was willing to, <laughs> to give it. Right. Uh, so I eventually had to do what was right for me. Um, but I won't go down that rabbit trail. That's a story <laughs> for another day. <laughs> but yeah, we have very similar stories on that. Um, so what are the biggest obstacles that you faced in sharing your message and your genius when you first started your journey? I would say probably I suffered from imposter syn- syndrome. Um, like who, who can I help? Why would they trust me? Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think those are all fears that when we try something new, um, we, we step into that wanting to play small instead of stepping into the greatness. So I think that was the biggest one for me was I, I want to help people, but are they going to trust me? Am I, am I qual like, am I qualified? Even though I have my certification, am I qualified to help them? And those are all, all fears that, uh, that I was faced with when I first started in this for sure. Right. Um, and most, you know, a lot of people, especially those of us who are in this industry feel that in the beginning, it's like, you know, who am I and can I really, and I'll, and you learn that you absolutely can. And you, you are the one who was called to do it. That's the reason why you ever have the desire in the first place. You absolutely can. Um, so how does fear usually show up in the people that you serve? And what impact have you seen when they have worked through their fears and come out on the other side? I think one, one fear that most people have, because I always start out with self-image, is really looking at themselves and really coming to the realization that maybe they don't love themselves as much as they should or could Mm -hmm. and how to they're always looking at the how instead of what they want so my my one client for example um she did the whole self-image and you go through all those areas of your life like how do you want to show up in in your marriage how do you want to show up as a mom how do you want to show up as a healthy person and she completely has transformed her life she quit her job she manifested a job um, that she could work shorter hours from home and work on her side hustle and her side hustle is now being a fitness trainer and every day she shows up for her clients and I see her on social media and she's just killing it. And she, she has gone from kind of this lost person and she's now so passionate about life and helping people and serving people. And that's what it's all about, watching those transformations of somebody who was over here in such a dark, complacent spot, really owning her life and, and showing up in gratitude and appreciation for all that she has and wanting to help other people. Right. And that is like the biggest reward, isn't it? When you get to see that the the flower open is kind of how I Yeah, it's like a rose, right? (laughs) You get to watch that process. It's incredibly rewarding. It it drives you. It's something that you can celebrate with them and celebrate over and over again each step along the way. It's it's quite amazing. It's the thing that kind of has me addicted. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Serving in the way that we do it. You get to like, yeah, you just get to see so much growth and so many people unfold into the life that they that they want for themselves. So what is your favorite quote about fear? 
Oh, there's so many. I love so many quotes, but I would probably say the one that resonates the most is both faith and fear demand that you believe in something that you cannot see. And I'm sure many people have heard that quote before, but it's so true. You can't be in fear and faith at once. So you have to choose one. And chances are, if you choose faith and over fear, you're going to be met with success. I love that. That's actually one of my favorite ones, too. And you're right. They can't occupy the same space no. at the same time. So if you choose one, it snuffs out the other. That's um, right. And I also say that like when I would uh, be working in like the OR and I would feel like I want to have like a panic attack, I would always remind myself, you can't think and panic at the same time. So you're oh, going to have to choose one. <laughs> so I would choose to think rather than the panic. And, and much like what you just said, I was met with success in the moments that I chose to do that. And I, I love the way you put that. Like, it's the same way. Like, if I choose that faith and then, you know, that is one of the blocks on the road to success is choosing that faith. Because in faith, there's trust. And Absolutely. if you can learn to trust yourself, if you can learn to trust the power that is higher than you, um, you have you you have so much more advantage than if you're trying to fight against um, thoughts of, you know, limiting beliefs. So in your opinion, what's the best approach to outliving the limitation of your fears? I guess I always, well, there's a few things. I always meditate. <laughs> Anytime you're met with something fearful, I meditate. Um, I also go to my journal and it goes back to that question. If if you just stay the same, if you don't do that thing, how, how, what would be the impact of that? If you just stay complacent, because usually if you're fearful of something, you're resisting growth and change and lessons learned where if you just stay the same, you're probably still going to be uncomfortable because you're in that in-between of success and staying the same, but you're still going to be uncomfortable. So just face the fear and do it anyway and ask yourself, what's the impact if, if you don't do this? Right. And you bring up a very good point. Either way, there's going to be discomfort. Yeah. So you have the power to choose. Am I going to do be in the discomfort that grows me and that's beneficial to me? Or am I going to be in the comfort, the discomfort that would likely lead to depression or illness or, or just Absolutely. unrest, mental unrest? Um, so, yeah, there's discomfort either way. <laughs> yeah, so Might as well go to the road to success. That's what I think. <laughs> Indeed. What has been the greatest benefit in your own life to doing the things that you fear the most? Oh my gosh. I, I think I've just experienced, well, first of all, watching and helping and serving people and watching their transformations. Only like to be in service just gives me so much gratitude and appreciation. But operating from a sense of freedom for me, I was in a spot that that was leading down to, like you said, depression, discomfort, all those negative things just are are held in the body and it leads to disintegration and dis disease in the body where when you start operating from a place of faith and trust in your path and what you're meant to do, it just creates an overall sense of well-being in the body, which leads to creation and to success. So I think for me, I'm just operating at such a peaceful, happy, joyful, passionate life than I was before a hundred percent. Yeah. And there's, I love how you put it. Like you're explaining it um, like so perfectly, like in, in my terminology, 
I use uh, anabolic and catabolic energy. So a lot of the time, like the, one of the first things that I teach my clients is the difference between the two types of energy. And you just illustrated that. So when you're in that catabolic energy, like it eats you, like you might get things done. Like, let's say if you are a, a CEO that rules with an iron fist, you might get things done, but it will be at the expense of your peace of mind, your health, your blood pressure, your, you know, those type of things. But if you're able to choose that anabolic energy, that energy that comes from a positive source, then it builds you up while you're working or while you're serving or whatever it is you're doing. So you get fed by it. So, you know, a lot of us say it never feels like work. That's why it doesn't feel like work because we're doing something with the energy that feeds us. And you just gave like the (laughs) the perfect (laughs) life example of the difference between that anabolic and catabolic energy. So if any of my clients, you're you're listening like this, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) So we're on the same page. We seem to be on the same page. So what would you say to listeners who are afraid to step out of their comfort zone, who know, like you said earlier, that you just knew that there had to be more to life? So what would you say to that person who says there has to be more to life and they're at that crossroads? I would say to them, you can be, do, or have anything that you want, but it all starts with the decision to want more. And we are conditioned as human beings once you have something, you want more. And that's that's creation. That's that's creation at its best, always wanting more. That's what we're here to do. And there is nothing that can limit you from what you want or the life that you desire, but it all starts with the decision to want more. Uh, I love you. You highlight so many wonderful things. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you brought up that we were, cre- like that is creation. We were made that way. And a lot of times when someone has, you know, people are on the outside looking in and they say, how could you possibly want more? You have everything, (laughs) but we're really not created to be stagnant. That's why there's so much unrest and mental health issues and physical health issues when we're stagnant, because it's not what we were created for. Growth and that development and that wanting more is that's creation that was put in us for a purpose. That was, that was by design. It's not a flaw. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So love that you highlighted that. So I'm really curious is what you'll say to this one. So who's your childhood hero? <laughs> My childhood hero. You want to know what's so funny is that I I was never really that person that had a hero per se. Like I, I wasn't hung up on any shows or anything, but I do always make a joke that nobody's ever seen me and Wonder Woman in the same room. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. That, I love that. That's perfect. <laughs> That is one of my favorite answers. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you like to thank for the impact that they've had on your life and on your journey? Oh my gosh. I think like what I said before, like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So every little stepping stone in my life where where I've had a mentor or a coach, whether it's a spiritual mentor or mindset coach, I have a business development coach right now. I have um, lots of people that I follow, Abraham Hicks, I love Louise Hay, Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, any, any of those people 
in whatever respect have, have had an impact on who I am today. And I just keep growing and learning from, from the best and, and want to keep getting better so I can help more people and serve more people. So definitely any coaches or mentors along the way have had a huge impact on, on where I am today, for sure. That's wonderful. And it, you know, we have the saying, like it takes a village, like to raise yeah. a child, like it takes a village <laughs> to build success. You know, a lot of times people think they can do it by themselves. They can do it in a bubble, but we need mm-hmm. each other and we lift each other up. You have a whole tribe usually behind you. Those who make it to the top, they knew that they could ask for help. And that's right. that wasn't a sign of weakness, you know, that saying, hey, I need help. Show me how to do this or the, just finding that person who's at least just one step ahead of you to learn from. Absolutely. One of the keys to success. I was the personal development junkie. Like I thought I could do it on my own, but it wasn't until I asked for help and made the investment into myself and made that decision that things radically changed and and very quickly and even even my own clients it's it's usually a matter of two or three weeks before they start seeing results because they've made the decision that they want something better and I can show them the steps to do that and it usually starts with your self-image and creating the right goals so I was that person I thought I could do it all my on my own and and I couldn't (laughs) yeah it is so funny to me because so many of us we try like yeah. we, we, we can do this. And then eventually you kind of go through all these different stages and finally you realize that you're worth the investment. It's not yes. so much that it's not that you're incapable. It's not. It's just part of the process that you are worth the investment. And I think it's That's twofold. Good. I think learning that you are worth the investment and actually making it does something for you. Like it lifts you up. It, 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 it validates you to yourself. Well, you're more you're more apt to follow through when you've put out an investment and and I'm not saying a hundred dollars because we've all taken those $100 courses, probably didn't finish it because it wasn't that important because you didn't put the investment. I had to put out a lot of money to invest in myself and then you're committed. And now I'm, I further commit to that same process every day, even though I don't work with that specific coach anymore. I'm still committed to the process because I've seen the results of, you know, the first time I did the course and then the second time and and you just keep growing and learning. And, and again, we talk about creation because you're always, once you hit that level, you want something else. You want to serve more people and impact more people. So definitely I, I was that, that personal development junkie. I have all the books right next to me, actually. <laughs> um, we're very much the same on that. And another thing I'd like to point out is, a lot of times, like people who are close to me, like they hear sometimes if I mention an investment, like, oh, my God, but you have no idea how much you get back in return personally, oh, absolutely. And professionally. And like it pays for itself It's well worth it. And that's, I think, part of the journey of learning how valuable you are, and how valuable the industry is and how valuable um, having a mentor or coach along the way to help show you the ropes. Yeah. Um, the greatest had coaches. They don't get coaches because they're bad at what they do. <laughs> no. They get coaches because they're worth it and what they're doing is that important to them. No one would look at Michael Jordan and be like, oh, he was so crappy. He needed a coach. No, Michael <laughs> Jordan was on top of the world. But he That's had so like the best coach in the industry. Um, so, yeah, just a, a quick point to throw out there for anyone who thinks if you, if you invest in yourself and you get that help or if you reach out to a coach, a therapist or a counselor or whatever the case may be, it's not that you're weak. It's just that you're worth it. I love that. That's so good. Worth it. 
So any closing remarks that you would like to share? Oh my gosh, I think I already said it. Like you honestly can be, do, or have anything that you want, but you have to make the decision and you have to believe that you're worth it. Absolutely, absolutely. You can take that to the bank. (laughs) (laughs) And where can people who would like to work with you find you? Yeah, my website is www.debracherry.com. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Deborah, I'd like to thank you so much for bringing your time, your energy, your spirit. Um, anyone who knows me, like I'm, time is like more valuable than anything to me. You can't create any more of it. Like once you've spent it, you have spent it. And so I appreciate you spending some of that time on me. And uh, for those of you who are listening, like this is my, my sister from across the world. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel really connected um, to you. Like even from day one, it was just like I felt it. I like that. She's like very much like me. So anyway, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been fun. for tuning in to the fear to fortitude podcast to obtain more information about our show's guests and how you can leverage your fear to become the face of your own success story please visit fear to fortitude.com today